Hey, y'all. We are back after a week hiatus. It was nice to take a little bit of time. I started a new job and got to enjoy it a little bit and relax with the wife as we're preparing for the kid. But if you're watching on YouTube and you're going to be listening to this episode shortly, no one from the Manly Musings besides myself is here. So tonight we bring you Joe Mack from the Mush Pod podcast. How you doing, Joe? Hey, you listen, you ask and I deliver, man. Are you <laughs> bring bring the righty in from the bullpen. We're either up eight runs or we're down eight runs. Either way, I'll eat up some innings in replacement of Kevin. So I'm here. Happy to be here, Merritt. Happy to share some time with you, my friend. Always a pleasure to have you, Joe Mack. You're always welcome anytime. It's uh, you know, it, it is good to have you here, mainly for the fact we've talked about doing a spin-off with you guys. I don't know, since we started this stuff and we had you on. Um, so it's good to finally at least get it started. We'll we'll get there eventually where all four of us are on one screen. <laughs> I don't I don't think any Zoom meeting or YouTube channel can handle all four of us talking on one podcast. So we'll continue these crossovers until we get to that bridge. I think Kevin will be very quiet during those podcasts. <laughs> Shout out Kevin, though. Shout out my boy Kevin. Love you, buddy. You'll be back on next week. I know um, we have a big surprise coming next week. Um, Very, very, very excited about that one. Might drop a little bit of a hint at the end. Um, So, everyone, you have to listen through the whole episode. Um, But tonight, guys, honestly, with Joe Mack joining, I want to talk college football. I want to talk NFL. Today was really the big day in the NFL. It's cut day. Everyone's down to 53, man. And you got, what, next Thursday? We got 10 days. Next Thursday, we are 10 days out. I saw a stat. I think it was on Twitter last week or X now. I don't think it's Twitter anymore. It might be called X now. Mine still looks like Twitter. Mine still has the bird. I don't know why. You probably haven't done the update then. I don't know. But we'll we'll, we'll, never mind that. Never mind. Um, But I saw a tweet last week that said from... Last week until Valentine's Day, there are more days with collegiate or professional football being played on them than there aren't. So let me repeat that. From now until mid-February, seven days a week, we get more football days than no football days. It's a great time to be in America. I'm so happy about that. That's... ah. I can't wait. This weekend is my birthday. So my Mm. wife literally asked me the question, what do you want to do for your birthday? Well, West Virginia plays Penn State and I want to play basketball. So I was like, I just want to play basketball for four or five hours, come home, shower, watch football and not be disturbed. And she goes, "Okay, that's fine. That's easy. Yeah, that that that's a very easy birthday request. Leave me alone. I'm getting sweaty and then I'm watching West Virginia play football and win, lose or draw. doesn't matter. It's still our team getting drunk because they probably go and lose. Yeah. But the real question is married. Are they going to cover? That's 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 why I'm here today. It's is it 20 and a half? I heard is the, let me triple check that. Yeah. Double check. I I would say they're going to cover. Yeah. I have it at 20, 21 and a half right now. They went up. Ooh. Okay. So I heard, the other day it was 20 and a half. So now 20 and a half. Sorry, we're 20 and a half. Okay. 21 and a half was a non-reputable source. 
20 wow. point five. I think they cover. I don't I don't think it's a blowout like everyone potentially predicts. You know, Pat McAfee thinks we're gonna come go in there and stomp everybody. So I'm cool. Maybe, maybe, you know, when hey. pigs when pigs fly. Hey, you know what? It's West Virginia. I would not be shocked if pigs did fly there somewhere. You were yeah. you were talking about uh NFL cut day. Yes, let's going down to 53. How about before we dive into your Patriots, Ooh. New York Jets cutting their punter, Thomas Morstead? Wait, 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 wait. They cut so I've only paid attention to the Patriots and like a couple of the transactions that come across Twitter from Adam Schefter. They seriously cut their punter. They don't have a punter on their roster now. So the- they're, they're they're saying it's just like numbers type, like they're going to cut him and re-sign him. But I don't know how that makes sense. So, oh, you know what? I bet it's like the Patriots did with Nick Folk a couple of years ago, where or even last year, they cut him for the first week, and then basically when they got to week one, they brought him up from the practice squad. Right. And you can only do that, I think, two or three times, and then he has to be signed to the active roster for the rest of the season, or you lose him. Yeah, interesting to say the least. That literally makes no sense to me. Yeah, a lot of lot of roster cuts. I know ESPN has been going crazy with alerts all day for me. Um, but yeah, I, you want to dive into it with your New England Patriots and what their plan is under center? I don't know what their plan is. Um, man, I'd love to say that I feel confident with their moves, but I don't. Not at all. Um, you know, if no one's seen or heard in Boston. Uh, but Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham, plus Trace McSurley, who was cut earlier in the week, all were released. That means the Patriots have one quarterback left on their roster, Mr. Mac Jones, which, hey, I'm a Mac Jones guy. I think he's good. I think he's going to have a better year this year. But it's very scary to see only one quarterback. And now all 29 other teams have the opportunity, or 31 other teams, rather, have the opportunity to snack up one of these guys. Right. And, and and let's be honest, a lot of the top quarterbacks in the league today, the Lamar Jacksons, the Pat Mahomes, are those mobile-type quarterbacks. And in the event, like what happened last year in Baltimore, when Lamar Jackson missed a good portion of the season, you have to have someone who fits the same type of quarterback to run the same type of offense successfully. You know who would fit in really nice in Baltimore as a backup quarterback? Malik Cunningham, a mobile quarterback with a strong arm. God forbid something happens to Lamar Jackson. Well, they that have, might be a nice move. Well, they, they've got their backup who is a pro bowler. Let's not talk about the pro bowl now. <laughs> It's a joke. Barrett, if I was in the NFL right now, I could potentially be in the Pro Bowl, okay? That's that's how joke big of a joke the Pro Bowl is. That's very true. Yeah, um I don't really understand the move, but apparently from reports is Bailey Zappi has not cleaned out his locker at all. So the projection is that he comes back to the practice squad. Right. Um but there's also rumors now because 
there's some big name quarterbacks that are out there on the free agent market at this moment. You have McCoy. You have the guy who balled out at the end of preseason for the Dallas Cowboys, my boy, Will Greer. All right, Love Will Greer. Florida boy and West Virginia boy. Yes, sir. You know what? When he was drafted by Carolina, like right in front of the Patriots, I was pissed. I wanted Will Greer in a Patriots uniform. I thought he would have been the perfect Patriot. Right. Now we have the opportunity because, honestly, I think he's a better better option than Bailey Zappi. He is mobile. So we have an option there. But very interesting moves. Um, another big one that I was actually shocked. I'm like looking through. I'm like, oh, let's see what they did. They kept Ezekiel Elliott, which is assumed. But he hasn't played a game. Did not play in the past two preseason games. They have three running backs on their roster. That's it. Ramondre, Zeke, and shoot, I forgot the third. See, it doesn't matter because there's... I got the depth chart right here. You have Stevenson, Zeke. Uh, That's all they have on the depth chart right now. The two-team. Matthew Slater as the hybrid position, wide receiver, running back. But everything else... Slater's your special teams captain, so he's not going anywhere. But they did, they released Ty Montgomery. They released Jonathan, uh, JJ Taylor, Kevin Harris, who's a sophomore, but he has had a very bad, bad preseason. He got released. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to say my, my biggest was, was scratch my head was Bailey Zappi and Malik, but we kept really good wide receivers, which I'm actually excited about. And I'll tell you what. None of the wide receivers the Patriots have currently are all pro caliber wide receivers. No, none of them are going to take your breath away. None of them are going to have 110 receptions, 1400 yards, nothing like that. But what I will say is the New England Patriots outside of one or two really good years by Julian Edelman and that all time season by Randy Moss. Yep have really taken chicken shit and turned it into chicken salad when it comes to your wide receiver core. And I can agree to that. You know, even as a as a Dolphins fan, having Mike Gesicki on the team, who's not necessarily the best blocking tight end, but man, he's got some good hands. As a backup to Hunter Henry, you know, Juju is on the team, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne. Uh, it's, it's, it's the... The squad is deep. The wide receiver core is deep. And I think it's better weapons than they've had in the past few years in New England. And the Patriots pet kept Matt Skull. Interesting. Interesting on that one. I'm looking at the roster now. Um, very, very interesting roster. They kept a lot more corners than I expected. And I'm only going to assume that they did that because um, – what Jack Jones is going to be suspended for a while for gun charges. I'll I'll tell you what my my guy is uh, slated to be one of the the starting safeties for you, Jabril Peppers. Oh, I love Jabril. I I loved that signing last year. I I thought it brought back the tenacity and that toughness that we were missing. And watching him in the preseason, the boy's coming out to kill somebody. He is a, a New Jersey high school football legend over here. He uh, He's one of a handful of people in the history of 
the uh, NJSIAA, which is like the interscholastics uh, program here, to have four state championship rings. He got one as a freshman and sophomore at Don Bosco, which is like renowned as one of the best programs in the in the nation, mm-hmm. and transferred to Paramus Catholic and carried the, that that school on his back for two years and won two rings there. Literally was never came off the field, kick return, punt return, quarterback, safety, Swiss Army knife on the football field, and got a full ride to Michigan where he was – you know, a preseason Heisman candidate. He was in a, a Swiss Army knife up there. So shout out Jabril. Always good to see him uh, make a roster and play lights out defense, which is what I'm expecting from him. Me too. And it'll be good to have. He. I don't know if he'll be a starter. I think he kind of comes in for Duggar on plays, but he can also play that middle linebacker spot. Yeah. So that'll be good. Speaking of your Dolphins, let's see. I got to ask the question. How do you feel about Eli Apple being a corner on your team? Not not opposed to it. Um, I think he's from my time of watching him as a New York giant, because in the New York marketplace, you can only watch giant games, unfortunately. Yeah. I Um, can only watch jets or giants, but there's streaming services that I've found that I can watch my team. Nice. Uh, I think he's a joke of a, of a football player. I don't think he's that good. Uh, but it's it's a temporary thing. You know, as a Dolphins fan, the biggest, most exciting thing I've seen in the last few years was when we traded for Jalen Ramsey, the Tyreek Hill trade and the Jalen Ramsey trade. And although it might not be till week six, seven, eight until we see Jalen Ramsey come November, um, I think we'll be able to float on uh, with a winning record until we get him back. And then I think bringing him back onto the field brings us to another level and Hopefully, we get to be very competitive in this highly competitive AFC East. I I think I, you said it last week or so on your pod that this might be the toughest division in not just the AFC, but potentially the NFL. Yeah, everyone always has been the, – the story since Rodgers has moved to the AFC is the AFC is so much better than the NFC. The AFC is so much better than the NFC. Oh, my God, the Chiefs and the Chargers, and the Raiders out West, and the Broncos. Yeah, two of those teams are dumpster fires. The Broncos and the Raiders are dumpster fires right now. You can also put the Chargers in there, too, because they they can't figure out how to get past the first round of the playoffs. All four teams in the AFC East are playoff contenders. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Not my actual prediction from the Mush Squad podcast, Right, but it wouldn't surprise me if all four teams have winning records this season, Merritt, in 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 the AFC East. Honestly, I I think the Patriots can squeak by at nine and eight. I don't right. think they might sneak in and at ten and seven. I think that's their best chance of their best record right there, ten and seven. I still think everything runs through Buffalo right now. We haven't seen what the Rodgers effect truly is going to be for the Jets because he only played this much of time during preseason. Preseason don't count. Yeah, it don't count for shit. Even the first week or two don't doesn't really count in the NFL these days. Miami, I know it's your team. They're probably, in my opinion, the biggest question mark yes. out of everybody. Everyone else seems to be like, okay, the Patriots are going to be mediocre. The Bills 
if they can figure out a couple of things, they're going to be really good. The Jets, if that offensive line can hold up, they're going to be a really good team. Yes. Do I want them to fail miserably? Oh, my God, yes, because it's the Jets. Right. But Miami's the one team, if they can stay healthy, and that's a big if, especially with the players they have, and we've seen the injuries in the past, they could actually rival the Bills to be that top spot. But they have to stay healthy. Yeah, I I think it all lies on the shoulders. It's 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 a make or break season for Tua. They didn't oh. pick up his fifth year option, so if he doesn't do good or he gets hurt and doesn't succeed this year, he will not be a Miami Dolphin next season, or he'll be a Miami Dolphin for janitor's pay next season. So it's really make or break for him. He needs to show that he can stay on the field and stay healthy. He put on about twenty eight pounds of muscle this off season. Guy was living in the gym for six days a week, eating 3,000 calories of whey protein a day. So the dude is huge now. His whole arm, he's got a whole arm tattoo, full sleeve he got in the offseason. I saw that. I'm like, oh. so he's he he looks like a, a Mustang. He looks like a, a, a Corvette. But the problem is not all Corvettes run like Corvettes. Some run like 94 Corollas. So you, you got to keep him on the field. You got to keep him standing on his feet. If they're able to do that, you have the best wide receiver duo in the NFL, Tyreek Hill, with three games of Skyler Thompson as his quarterback last year, finished with about 1,700 yards and nine touchdowns, and Jalen Waddell averaged 18 yards a catch. So every time Jalen Waddell caught the football, the football team, the Miami Dolphins, were moving about 20 yards down the field just last year on 13 and a half games from Tua. You keep him on the field for all 17, and if he plays in that playoff game against the Bills last year, the Miami Dolphins are in the divisional round, not the Buffalo Bills. And we could be looking at a different playoff scenario. But nonetheless, health is, just like you said, Merritt, the biggest thing for the Dolphins this year. Yeah, it is. Um, it will be interesting. I, I'm i very much excited for the NFL season to finally kick off. It's just, it feels like it's forever, doesn't it? That we haven't had a football game on TV. Um, you know, preseason, we, you watch it, but then I think I fell asleep during the two out of the three Patriots preseason games. I literally sat on my couch. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I, had, I had to work the... Giants Panthers preseason game at MetLife Stadium a couple weeks ago. And the only good thing that came out of that was Bryce Young's parents were in my section and he came over to say what's up after the game. So his dad is his dad's a G, by the way. So you're pulling a Kevin and working MetLife nowadays? Yeah, I've been there since it opened. I've been there works. Kevin's in, in one department. I work in guest services. So like I check your tickets and tell you where your seat is. But my section I do that in, it just so happens to be on the visitor's sideline each and every week. So Nice. Well, if Come I to go... the Patriots game this year. I'll hook you up with a football or something. Ooh, ooh. I'm, I've been trying. So I want to go to the Patriots game. The Patriots-Jets games are, tickets are yep. two years ago. Dirt cheap. Got them for like 50 bucks, like two weeks before the game. Fantastic. This year, they're like $300 a piece. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I, I don't want to spend that. But the Giants Patriot tickets after Thanksgiving, 
really, really good. Downside, that's like three weeks before my wife is due. Might not be able to make that trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up to her. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, but man, I let's just look at this. I so I know I wrote up a bunch of stuff. Um I want to talk about the Cardinals real quick, mainly for the fact they traded for a quarterback that has never played in their system, has no idea how to run their system three days ago. They released the quarterback that knows how to run their system, who plays well in that system, and is a veteran who may not be fantastic in Colt McCoy, but he's serviceable. Right. And he can do well. And you have Kyler Murray wearing a bra. So there's a lot of things to unpack with the Cardinals at this point. I, I'm just thinking they're tanking for Caleb Williams at this at this moment. And it's and it's interesting because I have two perspectives on it. The first perspective is I've never been a fan of a franchise that mails it in at any point of the season. I.e., I'm wearing a New York Yankees hat right now. Um, we are. 20-something games back for the division, and there are 0% chance of us making the playoffs. But I'm still a Yankees fan because they're still running Judge out six days a week, and they're still running Garrett Cole, the AL Cy Young frontrunner, out once a week for his start. But when you have a NFL franchise that makes these questionable moves, Merritt, they traded Isaiah Simmons to the Giants last week. Isaiah Simmons was a 2020 first round pick. I believe he was either fourth or fifth overall. A first round pick. And they and they traded him for a fifth rounder. It's he he was like he was one of those players that he's really good at everything. So you don't know how to how to play him or where to play him. So they just never were able to take advantage of him. And you have someone like Buddha Baker at safety. So you can't really play him at the same position as Buda Baker, but you line him up in that Jabril Peppers, fourth linebacker, monster back, whatever you want to call it, and you just let him go wild. He gets traded to the Giants, and Brian Dable, head coach of the Giants, goes, so uh, what do you like doing the best? Like, what's, what's your favorite thing to do? He's like, I like rushing the quarterback. And in the preseason, he had like three quarterback rushes. He had, a, I think, a half a sack. Just like let him do what he's got to do. That's it. It's not hard. I I can't believe they did that trade. Like that that made no sense. Yeah. And they traded an offensive lineman who started something like 30 of the last 32 games for a fifth rounder. Yeah, and where did he so, go? Didn't he end up in I thought Car was it Carolina? Might be Carolina. It was uh If my computer would load, I could tell you, but it's just kind of hanging but out. Yeah. Just releasing Colt McCoy. Oh, Josh Jones traded to Houston for a fifth. And Isaiah Simmons was traded for a seventh. So I was wrong. Oh, they got no. they got less in return. And they signed Marlon Mack and then put him on the injury on yeah. IR. So so my one perspective is I don't respect franchises that tank like this it's it's clearly a tank job but let's be honest looking at the schedule real quick merit even if their team was healthy and you have kyler murray running out there loss the commanders the giants and the cowboys 
and the Niners and the Bengals first five weeks. That's an 0-5 start. Maybe they get one win over one of those five teams. I honestly am looking at it right now with you. Yeah. Rams they, is a toss-up. Even with a good team, they lose eight out of the first nine games. Yeah. Seahawks, Ravens, Browns, Falcons is comp- are going to be competitive this year. Maybe they beat the Rams twice. Maybe they beat the Texans and maybe the Pittsburgh. Bears. The Bears. Maybe the Steelers. Yeah. Honestly, I might put the Bears in contention yeah. for that NFC North title right there. Mainly for the fact that they got much better with Justin Fields and getting um now I just they lost his name. Which one? The receiver? Yeah. Uh DJ Moore. Thank you. Thank you. I'm no, like sitting no, listen, I like I like what the Bears are doing. I do uh, too. And you know, I really liked the Cardinals first round pick this year too, Paris Johnson, the lineman from Ohio State. I think he weighs more than both of us combined. That's and, impressive because we are both big men. And, and and what they need to do is they needed to protect Kyler. You know, obviously he had the ACL tear and might not play till late October, November. But you need to do everything you can to protect your franchise quarterback or who we thought was the franchise quarterback. And uh, yeah, it just doesn't look like it is that way anymore. I don't think so. And I think we're finally realizing that a small quarterback and no offense because Bryce Young's small, um, who a couple of other quarterbacks are are smaller, but use Russ as a great example. That's what Kyler should be. Run when I need to throw it away when I have to. He doesn't know that yet. No. Horrible. I don't know. He he got way too much money for being as bad as he is at times. But hey, I'm not the one paying him. Right. <laughs> not my not my paycheck, and I'm not a Cardinals fan, so it doesn't bother me either way. So you mentioned the Rams, and I thought this was hysterical. Matthew Stafford's wife, I think Kelly Stafford, came out and said that her husband is not able to connect with his younger teammates. And his quote was, after going to meetings and coming out, they just go right to their phones. He goes, I don't know if I should be the dad and tell them to put their phones away or what should I do? Apparently, he's asked the operations teams and stuff to create him a Facebook page so he can be comfortable with social media. I'm going, your wife is all over Instagram and Twitter. Talk to her. She'll figure it out and show you, bro. Uh, I also... I have the the depth chart up here. I don't know if you're looking at the Rams depth chart. Besides Cooper Cup, and I know Van Jefferson's name as well. Yeah. I don't know another player. I know Higby. On yeah, Tyler Higby, he's a tight end. And Cam Akers. I know Cam know Akers. But besides Stetson Bennett, because I know him from Georgia, I don't know any of the players on this offense besides Stafford, Stetson Bennett, Cam Akers, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby. There's 30 other names here. I can't recognize one of them. Yeah, neither can I. And then I look down at the next uh, on the defensive side. I know one name and just that is one. It. Just one. So I, you want to talk about tanking. 
Stafford got his ring. He'll end up in the Hall of Fame one day. Is this the last year for Stafford in L.A.? And are they also in the the tank committee here to try and get Caleb Williams? Keep the L.A. guy in L.A.? You know what? That would be interesting if they do, um, because you're going to have two teams at the end of the year that are going to be like, hey, no, you kick it and win. You kick or win. It's going to be bad. Um, Though I've read things that are basically saying that the Rams could be a sneaky good team. Yeah, listen, I'll never count Matthew Stafford out, except for when he's literally dying on the field. I'll never count McVay out with his offense. I'll never count him out of any game. Until it's like 45 nothing, Then I'll, I'll count him out a little bit. I just, I don't see them being able to keep up with teams this year with that offense. I agree. I, I definitely agree, especially in that division. Yeah. And I know I didn't put this on here, but I kind of want to talk about it. The Trey Lance trade. Very, I don't, I don't know if I understand that, that move. And getting what they got in return. Right. So from the 49ers perspective, it's just cutting out the option of potentially having Trey Lance on your team. that all this move was, was, Hey, I can't even think of the guy's name. Now the uh, quarterback, uh, Purdy, Purdy, Brock Purdy, you're our guy now. Like that's that's all this move says for the Cowboys perspective. And again, not that I want to give any light of day to Jerry Jones and these cowgirls, but as the owner, CEO, GM of this team, because, you know, it makes sense when you're all three of those positions at Always. once, Always. Um, not telling your head coach or the quarterback of your team that you're making this move is a little shady here. Now, obviously, he's getting up there in age and might be considered a little senile with some of the things he says, losing his mind one day at a time. Well, like his comment about his uh, defensive tackle who... He was only speeding by 66 miles per hour this time. Yeah, so he went down 32. Wait, what? Yeah, he said he's maturing because he's only... He only got three, three points in a moving violation instead of six idiot i I just how does this motivate this cowboys team how does this motivate dak i don't think it does what's it do it it puts a you move you lose a quarterback in will greer who has been a serviceable backup his whole career and who knows he knows the offense that mccarthy is gonna run right and you bring in Trey Lance, who, no offense, is horrible and no fault to his own. He's been hurt, but put into a really bad situation in San Francisco. What's that going to do? That team's not going to be that good. Yeah, I, I don't see it. If anyone tells me that the Cowboys are going to be phenomenal, I'm just going to laugh in their face. So they'll be competitive in the NFC East because I think the Eagles are taking a step back this year. And I think that the commanders and the giants may be taking steps forward. So very similar to the AFC East, I think the NFC East 
will be competitive and like 11 and six might win the division, but Mm -hmm. you might have two or three teams at 11 and six. Um, Maybe not the Cowboys out of all four of them, to be honest, but I just, I, we all know that Cooper rush is the backup to Dak Prescott. He went in funny. Think he's pretty serviceable as a quarterback. I'm aligned with you. I, I, Will Greer lit up in preseason. He did everything you ask of a quarterback. He, I think he had the the second or third game. He was he played the whole game. He played he, the, the last game, the third game, because they told him Friday that they were going to release him, but they wanted to give him his final game so he could show out. Right. And he played the whole game and threw for the most passing yards in preseason history. Yeah. But I'm let's sorry. cut you for Trey Lance, who has I think nine career starts since college. Isn't the stat that Geno Smith had more pass more pass attempts last year alone than Trey Lance has had since his freshman year of high school? Yeah. Or something like that. That's exactly what I read. Yep. That is ridiculous. Because remember, Trey Lance got drafted in 2020 oh off of or was it yeah, 2020 or 2021? Off of that short collegiate football year. Oh my god! Yeah, I gotta look. Cause I he was drafted the same year at yeah twenty twenty one. Yep. Oh. He has eight eight career games played. Five touchdowns, three interceptions, and he's got a sack. He's got a tackle to his name, probably off an interception, or a fumble, or a fumble. My God! Yeah, I. I'm though very excited to see this Washington Commanders team. I think they're going to be really good. That I, the, they've put everything together the right way in Washington, and obviously, we all know the most exciting thing that happened for them this offseason was new sold, ownership. New ownership. So it's like, I like the Sam Howell kid. I like the running back duo between Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Mm -hmm. I think they're a nice two-headed monster. Um, And, you know, this defense is... If you uh, can... If Chase Young can stay healthy and finally be the Chase Young from his rookie year, it's going to be unreal. You look at the wide receivers they have, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, all three studs in their own right um yeah i could see them potentially being that winner or being second in that nfc east and i like you know talking on that defense they drafted emmanuel forbes from mississippi state the cornerback 6-1 170 pounds super thin like a rail he's put on like 15 pounds in, in training camp He's going to be a very good cornerback for them. And when you have Chase Young coming on your left side and Montez Sweat coming on your right side, <laughs> you're going to be like, I got to get the I got to get the ball out of my hand. I got to get the ball out of my hand. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see Emmanuel Forbes, Kendall Fuller, you know, you have you, some really good defensive backs on that team. And don't be surprised if, you know, Emmanuel Forbes has four or five picks this year. It would be a good thing for them because that team needs that to step up. I love the Rivera's comments earlier this week about Sam Howell. He goes, 
I wish I fucking known he was this good until the last two weeks of the season. He goes, I'm kicking myself. I'm like, oh God, you're just making it sound worse and worse that you signed Carson Wentz. Just and you know stop. what? It's it's I'm not a big Jacoby Brissett guy. Not that I have anything against Jacoby Brissett. Another Florida Gators, if you don't know I'm a Florida Gators fan as well, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So he spent some time serviceable as a Gators quarterback, but there's never been a franchise, a team, a fan, an owner, a teammate on the face of the earth that said, I'm really happy Jacoby Brissett is my quarterback. No, but you know what? They all say they love him as a teammate. Great guy. There's a, there's, but you know what? Great guys don't win football games, Merritt. No, they do not. They, they do not. So it will be interesting. I'm excited to see what happens. The one team, the, I'm pretty sure we can look at each division and get pretty close to what team's going to win it. The only one that I can't is probably what's going to be the worst division in football this year, and that would be the NFC South. Yeah, it, it's, it hurts. It hurts to look at these football teams. Um, the only upside I see is a lot of youth coming yep. up. Young quarterbacks, young players, but it's not going to be fun to watch this year, unfortunately. No, I think you're the the most fun you'll see is Carolina playing, just to see Bryce Young throw the ball all over the place and run all over the place. Maybe Ritter in Atlanta will do well. Um, Tam- uh, Tampa is going with Baker, which yeah. hit or miss. And then I don't even know who New Orleans is starting. Uh, Derek Carr. They signed him to. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. They they gave Derek Carr a hundred million dollars this off season. Woohoo! Man, I'll take that money and run, bro. Like, damn. And you know, Alvin Kamara, who at one time or another was one of the best running backs in the league, he suspended. suspended six games. Michael Thomas is healthy and playing football, and guess what he's doing? He's just running slants again because that's all he's good at. I'm just not big. I'm not big on the the Saints. Uh, their defense is nice. I like Cameron Jordan. I like Demario Davis. Tyron Matthew is there. Marcus May, who used to be a Jet. Marshawn Lattimore just signed with them recently. But again, the defense is great. They'll be holding teams to 17 points, but they might be scoring seven points a game. Yeah. So not 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 big on any team in this NFC South. Nope. And then the one team that I'm I'm hoping that just fails miserably because they decide that a former wide receiver is a really good quarterback and want to pay him a buttload of money as the Tennessee Titans. I just want to see them blow up at this point. Yeah, I I, I don't know how I feel about the Titans. I think if Tannehill stays healthy, he might have one season left in him. Because don't forget, they're only two or three years removed from the AFC Championship game. Right. and But they lost so much on that offense. Right. And you got older on that offense. No offense, I love me some uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but not going to wow me every game. And Derrick Henry cannot keep carrying that load. Yeah, you can't give the Derrick – you can't have Derrick Henry carry the ball 30 times a game anymore. The last uh... – let me look at this. So he was hurt a good portion of 2021. He only played eight games. And but he still played... was leading rusher. Yeah. In 2020, 
was when he had 2,027 yards, 17 touchdowns. 2022, 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns. He's got a lot of mile on those tires, Merritt. I don't know. You know, obviously he's still one of the top five to eight running backs in the league. But when you have about a thousand carries over the last three seasons with no sign of any passing offense. Joe Mack, guess who's joining? Oh, we have someone joining? Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. What are you doing here? What's up, y'all? What are you doing here? What's up, Kev? I literally, I'm not going to be on here long. I figured y'all are still recording, but I just wanted to come on and say, Joe Mack, thanks for taking my spot on the episode today. I fully appreciate you. Your boy has been working like crazy. And now I'm about to go jump on some fantasy drafts out yeah, here. in 45 minutes. Yes. But shout out to y'all. How are y'all holding up out here? Good. I don't know if we should break the news to him, Merritt, that he's been fully replaced full time. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm hey, just kidding, brother. I mean, I shouldn't do that to you. I could not do that. <laughs> no, it's 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 all love, Kevin. We're uh, I'm 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 enjoying this, man. It's uh it's always a pleasure to jump on the Manly Musings podcast here with you guys and and shoot the shit a little bit. Yes, absolutely. And we got to get on yours at some point too. Yeah, we're we're gonna work on that crossover soon. I. I Merritt and I were joking. I don't think there's a Zoom chat big enough for the four of us to all get into one. So we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to break it down one day or not. Yes. Love it. So I am literally gonna let y'all finish up the episode. I will see you. Merritt, good luck with the outro. I believe in you. I will see y'all soon. Later, Peace. buddy. That was hysterical. That's so funny. Oh my god, that's awesome. That was it's fantastic. Like, it's, it's like we're a sports bar and he comes in, rips a shot, and goes home. Ah, he's like, Hey guys, I'm just my- my wife's yelling at me. Hold on. <laughs> the hell just happened here? But yeah. Um, should we talk college football? Because we've been talking about NFL so much. Let's do it. Let's do it. So did you see the number of people that traveled for the Notre Dame game this past weekend? Uh, not only did I see the number, I knew people who were in that. In no, that. you didn't. One of my best friends, Barry, and his wife, Caroline, made the trip from the Portland, Maine area and went to... Uh, Ireland for the week made a family vacation out of it. Okay, I like that. He took his parents. Um, his parents are straight off the boat from Ireland, cool. so brought them back home and went to the game, made a vacation out of it, and got to see the Fighting Irish do Navy dirty over that, in Dublin. I just feel bad for Navy. Like, why? Why do they do this to themselves? You know, it's it's they're they're one of the. I don't want to say traditional. Teams, you know, you have Army, Navy, Notre Dame, the the they're the 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 programs, the schools, the universities, however you want to word it, that everybody recognizes no matter where they are. That's true. And, and they all both were wearing pretty cool uniforms, too. I'll give them that. Win, loss, or draw. Um our men and women in the armed forces have other things on their mind besides just football. Uh, but it's always cool to see like a Notre Dame Navy matchup or the Army Navy matchup that's huge every year. Um, oh, that's supposed to be at Gillette Stadium, I think, this year. I'm going to try to go to that one. I was at when it was at MetLife a few years ago. Oh. 90,000 cadets. It was awesome, dude. That's going to be cool. My yeah. my buddy's dad 
used to go they used to go to the game all, every year they haven't in a while so i'm like trying to convince them be like yo let's try to go but i'm like sitting there going shoot my yeah. kid's gonna be born around then son of a gun this kid Listen, is ruining things i'll tell you what i think you've timed it properly though because right in the heart of football season you, you you're uh I'm your wife is due, you know? I'm going to be sitting there like this and be like, so this is what you do during football games. You yell at the TV. Right. You have yell. an excuse to sit on the couch. Be like, honey, I can't move. He's sleeping. Can you get me a beer? Thank you. Right. I want to I give a shout out to my wife, though, for the simple fact that she went to University of Massachusetts, the Minutemen. They won this past weekend against New Mexico State, 41-30. I'll, hats Look off to you. To UMass because they suck at basically every sport because that's hockey. But they got the dub. They got that dub this weekend. Um, big games coming up. Hey man, your Florida Gators are going up against those Utah Utes. Huge so, upset last year over Utah. Utah was the number six seed last year going yep. into the, and they're the defending Pac-12 champs. Um, this time instead of in Gainesville, it's in Utah. In Salt Lake City at Rice Eccles Stadium. Um, the line is Utah minus six and a half. Okay. Merritt, I'm betting my mortgage on Utah to cover. Okay. I think honestly they, I would. I I have no faith in the Florida Gators this year. I have no expectations from the Florida Gators this year. Who's it's, the coach now down there? Because they got rid of Mullins. The uh Billy Napier. He was at where was he before Kent State or something like that? He yeah, I know that. I've heard the name from like a JUCO, but Ugh, the quarterback competition—it's Max Brown might be starting. He's the freshman. You have Michael. I don't even want to talk about it. It makes me nauseous that you know you have this Netflix documentary talking about <laughs> Florida Gators teams and all the controversy that uh, was surrounding it. But nonetheless, you had a Heisman Trophy quarterback one of the best college football players of all time in Tim Tebow, two national championships for Tim Tebow in that squad. We haven't seen anything as good as that in the 12 years since they've all been gone. I just want to mention that I love that documentary, but I also hated that documentary all at the same time. I wanted them to dive so much deeper into all the crap that happened. Listen, there's way too much they didn't even talk about. And as a Gators fan, like, I knew all this as it was going on. Oh, I think everyone in the country knew it was happening. Obviously, putting the, the Aaron Hernandez stuff to the side, all the nonsense that happened with uh, Cam Newton was a Florida Gator. Like he yeah. was the, he was the quarterback and heir apparent to Chris Leak. Instead, he decides to go try and, you know, steal <laughs> some laptops from students and, you know, nonsense. So hey, he you know gets, what? there was no NIL money back then. So he needed some money. Needed to make his money somehow. But yeah, I'm not looking forward to the Florida Gators year. Um, being the only game on Thursday night on ESPN prime time under the lights scares me because I don't need the exposure of how bad they're going to be. But yeah, a lot true. of good matchups to start the year. Oh, phenomenal games. On Saturday. And you know what? I don't really root for anybody but Florida, but I just love watching college football. Ah. Give me college football all day on Saturday, a crisp breeze in the air, an apple cider, an angry orchard in my hand, a, 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 like some some fried food, some wings. Oh, dude, I read. Feed up on the couch. 
I told my wife, I go, I cannot wait for football. And she goes, why? I go, Sundays, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the grocery store. Coming home, I'm smoking ribs. I'm making wings. I do not care. She goes, oh, I can't wait for that either. I go, exactly. It's the best part of this year right now. I just told my better half, I said, Friday, I'm putting a portion of my check into our joint account. And then I'm buying a brand new crock pot because I make some great chilies and Ooh. some chicken pulled chicken dishes. Oh, I, yeah. I got to get Love that. the football season. I know. I'm I'm excited. You know, the first game I'm looking, I'm looking at the schedule real quick, real quick. And honestly, I could care less about any game besides the West Virginia game at the end of the night. But I got to give it to. I'm excited for that TCU Colorado game to see what. You know, I want to see what primetime is all about. He picked football over his toes. He got his toes, his toes amputated. So let's see what this guy can do. Um, Besides that, like there's really no big matchups. I like the North Carolina at South Carolina. Oh, yep. So to start the year off with that rivalry game is going to be huge. Um, And then. On Sunday, which is odd, but there's no NFL until the following week. So, LSU. of course, I want my college football to spill over to Sunday. Who does have LSU, Florida State? You know, Northwestern Rutgers is going to get a bad, bad rap because both teams are going to be bad this year. But I think it's going to be a good matchup because both teams aren't going to be great. So they've mm-hmm. got nothing to play for. So they're just going to go. They're going to go ham. Um and then Clemson on Monday night under the lights. Again, no Monday night football. So, you know, they're sprinkling in these ranked teams all weekend long from Saturday 12 noon to Monday night football. So I'm I, I love it. I'm I'm excited about college football. Yeah. And uh with all this conference realignment going on and the Pac 12 becoming the Pac four after 2024. And apparently the ACC was supposed to meet last night to vote about bringing SMU, Stanford, yep. and Cal. Yeah, over? we're it's eventually just going to be four conferences. Yeah, the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, and Big Twelve. But they're going to have to rename their conferences because they're looking at like Big Eighteen and Big Twenty right now. Yeah, next year will the Big Twelve will technically be the Big Eighteen. Yeah, and the Big Ten will be the Big Twenty or Twenty Two. Yeah, so I think that's the way to go. Because eventually, if you have four power power four school conferences, you do an eight team playoff where the conference champions of each conference and then four at large bids. So you can still get the UCFs in, you can still get the BYUs or the TCUs who have an undefeated season, but you know might not have a good strength of schedule. They might still get in. But I think you're still going to see a lot of the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the the Georgias, you know. But listen, you heard it here first. And I know we said this on the Mush Squad podcast coming out tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., the college preview. My co-host, John, is predicting that the Pac-12 is going out in style and that they're going to get two teams in the college football playoff. Washington and Oregon. Not you. USC. USC. Oh, man. That's a little teaser for the Mush Squad podcast dropping tomorrow. 
Y'all heard that. Our episode hopefully will drop probably either tomorrow or Thursday. So y'all need to listen to that episode. I know I will be catching tune of that when I'm driving home from work tomorrow. So I, yeah, I can't wait for that, man. That's going to be, that's phenomenal. Um, man, I I feel like we've talked football, but there's only, there's literally one thing I, I want to talk about left. And this has been the news around the world about the NBA right now is Noah Lyle's comments about the NBA. If y'all didn't hear it, let's find Noah Lyle's comments real quick so that we have the exact things that he said. Let's see. Where are you? So, here we go. Is this exactly? Yeah, okay. Uh, no, that's not what he here it is. I got it here. Ready? You got it? Because right, I'm reading one of them like that is not what he said. So Noah Lyles is a track and field superstar, quote unquote superstar. Um, but he did win three gold medals this past weekend at the World Championships. So good for him representing USA. At the podium, instead of talking about his performance, instead of talking about how proud he is or thanking God, thanking his parents, et cetera, et cetera, he says, and I quote, you know the thing that hurts me the most? is that I have to watch the NBA Finals, and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? The United States? What he's trying to say is he doesn't think the NBA players are world champions. Don't get me wrong. I love the USA at times, but that ain't the world. This is not the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag, to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA, quote, unquote. Merritt, what is this guy drinking? I won't lie. Though how he came across was horrible, he is not wrong. And Greg Popovich, 12, 13 years ago, said the exact same thing. We call ourselves world champions, but we're not playing. The, the best team in the NBA is not going up against Latvia. France, Great Britain, Canada. They're not going up against these teams. So to quote us as world champions, though we are the best league, the NBA is the best basketball league by far. I can see where Noah Lyle is coming from. Just very horrible way of putting it, of course. Also, why use that platform to bash the NBA? Like, how is that the one thing that you just won? You just won three gold medals. It's one of the greatest individual performances in world championship track and field history, not including Olympics and, and yada yada. Why is that what's on the top of your mind? I, I maybe he was maybe he's a smart man and he wanted to make clickbait and a lot meet more people know who Noah Lyles is now than before the weekend started. I, I had no idea who he was. I won't lie. Right. And I'll be honest, he won three gold medals. If he kept his mouth shut, I still would not know who he is. Exactly. No offense. No yeah. offense, Noah. But, I mean, the greatest players who play the game of basketball in the entire world play in the NBA. The face of the NBA, you know, if you're if you're kind of fading out of the LeBron Kevin Durant discussion it's Luka Doncic who's you know from Latvia and 
or one of those European countries. He's one of the faces. He's he's the face of the Jordan brand. He's the face of the Dallas Mavericks. One of the best point guards and perennial MVP caliber player in the league. Just because he's not playing for a team in Europe and meeting the NBA champs in a playoff scenario means it's not a world championship. I I understand where you're coming from. I understand Popovich has said something. I understand what this guy said. But if there's any other teams in the world who could challenge the world champion, where are they? That's true. I agree. You know, I I agree on both sides because of where he comes from with it. You know, he won three gold medals. We don't talk about it. We don't say a dang word about because we don't pay attention to the track and field. It's not something that we all care for. We all care about the NBA. We all love watching basketball. Well, majority of us. Um, so I get where he's coming from. Just wrong place, wrong time. Next time, think before you speak type deal. <laughs> like, bro, you are getting destroyed all over the place right now. So maybe better luck next time. And what I will say is you look at the world champion Denver Nuggets and their two best players are Jamal Murray from Canada and Nikola Jokic from, I don't want to misrepresent him here. He is from Serbia. So Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA. He won the NBA championship, was the MVP of the finals, should have been the MVP of the regular season, but that's another discussion for another day. He's from Serbia playing in the NBA. If that doesn't show the worldwide reach of the National Basketball Association and why the champions who win the NBA finals should be claiming the world championship titles, then I don't know what does. I agree. I agree. And honestly, with that, I think that's, to me, it's the best way to end this this whole podcast right there. Besides me throwing in two things. One, if you're a West Virginia fan, please go check out the new merch dropped on the book exchange. The fire jersey, I cannot wait to wear it in a couple of weeks. So the Love backyard brawl. Also, I teased something earlier. Next week, we are going to have a former West Virginia basketball player, potentially two, join the podcast from Japan. So, fingers are crossed. Everything works out. But, guys, very, very excited about bringing these guys on. Joe Mack, you got anything else before I probably fumble through this outro for Kevin? No, I'm good, Merritt. All I'll say is, first and foremost, I appreciate both you and Kevin uh, for having me sub in, tag in as Kevin's tag team partner today. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to a potential next wrestling episode. We haven't done one of those in a while. I know you're excited about that. Always, dude. I'm always excited just to pull a name out of the hat and mess with Kevin. It's always fun. <laughs> um, and then if I could just get some plugs as I'm out the door. Go, d- dude, go plug your you guys right here. <laughs> Anywhere you stream podcasts, um, you could stream my podcast, the Mush Squad podcast. Me and my best friend, John, host that on a weekly basis. We do a lot of what Merritt and Kevin do here on the Manly Musings podcast, but we kind of dive in deeper to 
two stories, whether it's week one of the NFL or a college football controversy, whatever the case may be. Um, our last few episodes, we recapped each division, uh, previewed the NFC, AFC, East, West, North, South. So check those out. We're dropping tomorrow our college football preview episode. And then big news coming out of the Mushquad land. On Thursday, we're premiering our second podcast, the Bow Down podcast, um, which is solely focused on the Washington University Huskies football team. I know very niche to say that, but our partners at Belly Up Sports gave us this opportunity to do one of these team-centric podcasts. So it'll be a quick hitter, 20, 30-minute episodes, recapping the weekly game, previewing the next game, and then hopefully getting some players on towards midseason. So super excited about that. But anywhere you can stream podcasts, you can listen to the Mush Squad podcast or the Bow Down podcast. Merritt, I appreciate you, my friend. Joe Mack, that was fantastic. I wish I could just end it on that. But guys, honestly, if you want to listen to one of the, in my opinion, one of the best sports podcasts out there, please go listen to Joe Mack and his buddy on the Mush Pod, uh, Mush Squad podcast. God, I, that's a tongue twister sometimes. Go to check them out. Like he said, anywhere you can stream podcasts, Apple, Spotify, uh, I think Pandora does it, Google Play, Amazon Play. Go check out the Manly Musings. We drop episodes every single week. Um, you can follow myself on Instagram at MerrittP underscore. You can follow my normal co-host, Kevin, at KQueva624. And then, of course, go follow the uh, Manly Musings podcast on Instagram. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, get us out there. We are trying to keep growing this stuff, guys. So, hey, we'll be back next week. So, peace out, y'all. Thank you.